Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more, surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Thanks for listening to the Best Of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much for joining us live from Los Angeles. On the iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio, and Fox Sports 1. Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb sitting in for Colin Cowherd, who was, uh, I believe, snowmobiling. Then he went to the Jazz game last night. He was dapping up Donovan Mitchell after the game. Big night for the Jazz when the herd is in attendance. Not giving away his location. He does it all for himself, okay? Uh, follow the herd on Instagram, as so many of us do. He's on, he's on the gram now. He's on the gram. All right, we got a good show for you. Eric Dickerson, the Hall of Famer. He'll join us in studio. So, too, will T.J. Hushmanzada and Heisman Trophy winner and Fox 
college football analyst Matt Leinert will join us as we lead you up to the Holiday Bowl. USC's yearly trip to the Holiday Bowl taking on Iowa. Uh, that should be a fun one in San Diego. Of course, Joel Klatt uh, down there uh, on the call with Gus Johnson. That should be super fun. And Jenny Tapped as well. Um, man, another week, another Cowboys game. And this could finally be the end of of the Cowboys season. The most talked about team, the most viewed team in the NFL is, of course, not the best team in the NFL. And after falling on their face and falling flat offensively against the Philadelphia Eagles, they return to take on the New York Giants. Excuse me, take on the Washington Redskins. Um, If the Eagles beat the Giants, it's a moot point. The Eagles go to the playoffs and the Cowboys stay home. If the Cowboys in America's Game of the Week on Fox beat the Redskins and the Eagles lose, somehow they moonwalk their way, they backpedal their way into the playoffs. But the big discussion for the Cowboys has not actually been on the field, right? Some of it has been based upon the play calling, the scheming, the coaching. But the, the season got underway with discussions about Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and their contract situations, right? Remember, Zeke was sitting out, and instead of signing Dak, or instead of signing Amari, they went and signed their middle linebacker to a long-term contract. Feel like a team-friendly deal. So to this point, even after the first, first three games of the season, I was watching Undisputed, and there was discussion about, do you just give him the money now? Remember, Dak bet on himself. Dak has played this thing out and allowed the season to play out and us to decide, hey, what do we think he's worth? And then he and Jerry Jones can decide what he's worth. Most people believe that the reason Dak is slow playing it is because Pat Mahomes' contract is going to come in and it's going to blow every contract out of the water. Plus, Deshaun Watson's contract is going to come in. So you start with Carson Wentz's deal. You start with Jared Goff's deal. And then you start adding numbers to it. And you may not get to Mahomes, but that somewhere is in the soft landing ground. Something interesting about Dak Prescott is coming into the season, it wasn't about his stats. No one mentioned his stats because his stats were not really awe-inspiring. There weren't numbers that you could point to and say, well, look, he's just as good as this guy or just as good as that guy. What you would say about Dak Prescott is, hey, man, you may not think that he's great. You may think he's closer to a fourth-round talent, the round that he was drafted in, than he is, you know, the first round that Carson Wentz and Jared Goff were drafted in. But at the end of the day, Dak Prescott is, in fact, a winner. And he's a leader, right? He's a winner. He's a leader. Trust me, the only thing that matters for quarterbacks is wins and losses and leadership, intangibles. Colin said at this very chair, right, that quarterback is a position of leadership, and he's not wrong. Here's the problem with that. Coming into the year, two of the three years in which he's been quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, they've won the division. Helps his argument. Really does. This year, the Redskins are a joke, right? fired their coach midseason. They didn't want to play Dwayne Haskins. He wasn't ready. He was handpicked by the owner. I know they won a couple games late, but nobody thinks the Redskins are an abject disaster. 
Dwayne Haskins is essentially their fourth choice as quarterback. If you go back to when Alex Smith broke his leg in half, and then Colt McCoy, you know, and then they go and get Case Keenum, and they tried to use McCoy. They wanted anybody but Dwayne Haskins to play, and Dwayne Haskins is playing. That's how good the Redskins are. The New York Giants are in a similar predicament. They're likely to fire their, their head coach. They, they decided to stick by Eli Manning when they drafted Saquon Barkley. Then they drafted Daniel Jones and played him earlier than anyone could have expected because they're just not competitive. So in a division which is the worst in the NFL, with a Cowboys team that anyone, even the most ardent Cowboys hater would point out, it's a really talented, on paper, a talented team. And Jerry Jones believes a Super Bowl caliber talented team. They sit at 7-8 and eight, heading the last game of the season with a relatively soft schedule. Right? A relatively soft schedule. Like, you can tell me that the Patriots on the road is a tough game. I'll agree with you. But they also got the Dolphins early in the season. That's a win. They got the Jets at home. That should have been a win. There's plenty of games that should have propelled them, especially when you have four guaranteed wins, and they actually beat the Eagles at home. So that's five wins to start. There's no reason that they shouldn't be at least above 500 and have their second straight 10-win seasons. That would be the first time they did that since 1996. So, So... the argument for Dak betting on himself is like, look, if you want to tell me that, forget the stats, and the stats are good this year, except when they actually play the good teams. If you want to tell me it's about winning and losing, if you want to tell me it's about leadership, why do we do this thing where he only gets credit when they have good years? Again, I'm not actually, I don't actually believe all of the blame rests on the shoulders of Dak Prescott. I don't even know if most of the blame should be on the shoulder. Last weekend, he was crummy. He had guys running open, and he misfired. And maybe he's hurt, okay? Maybe he didn't like the, maybe the Maybe the wide receivers broke off the routes early. Maybe there was a miscommunication. I don't know. Maybe the weather was bad. Whatever. I'm not going to put all the blame. On the other hand, I also wouldn't have given him nearly as much credit for the 13-win rookie season as he got. <laughs> that was a dominant team. The dominant team with a relatively easy schedule, and he did exactly what they asked him to do, nothing more, nothing less, and they won 13 games. Tony Romo was the better quarterback on that roster, and Tony Romo likely would have beaten the Packers at home, even though Dak brought him back from down 21 points. I wouldn't have given him as much credit as people gave him, which is why I won't give him as much blame. However, if you are the guy, or if Dak is making the argument, hey, end of the day, Won the division two times. Yeah, but in the year in which it's easiest to win the division, the Eagles are mired with injuries. Your schedule is soft. The Giants and the Redskins are non-competitive. You can't get to five above 500? And you want me to pay you $35 million? $40 million a year? Get out of here. I want you to take a listen. This is Dak Prescott. This is kind of an interesting answer. He was asked about the possibility of Jason Garrett coaching his last game with the Cowboys? No, I think it's the last game on mine as well. Uh, so I'd be damned if I speak on anybody else's future um, or their place. Yes, yeah, the business. It's my first time going through it. Uh, I'm not surprised by anything that comes that comes from it, uh, from the league, from the team, from whatever. Uh, learn, learning as I go. That's a weird answer, isn't it? 
Is it that hard to go like, hey, I don't think it should be Jason Garrett's last game. I think Jason Garrett should be back here next year. I want to be back here next year. And when he says it's a business and I'm learning as I go, it seems, it seems like he's calling out the loyalty of the Dallas Cowboys. I can't get a new deal. Guess I'm learning as I go. I guess I know where I stand now. Guess I know how we roll here in Dallas. This is my first time going through it. This could be my last game. No, it's not going to be your last game. They have a franchise tag. This is a very easy negotiation for Jerry Jones if he wants to draw a hard and fast stance, right? Which is, hey, here's the number. This is reasonable. We like you. We think you're good. You can be a cowboy for life. Or you can sign the franchise tag, which is $26 million or so. And for a guy who's a fourth-round draft pick, I understand that Dak carries that, 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 that bag of chips on his shoulder. I do think it's fascinating, right, that, that we're in this day and age where people make it out like Lamar Jackson had no shot of making it. Everybody said no to Lamar Jackson, and he was way – like, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round draft pick. Lamar Jackson was a first-round draft pick. I mean, a little difference there. But, look – I think the Giant, the Cowboys have the hand in the relationship now. They have an upper hand in negotiation. They waited this thing out, and sometimes you bet on yourself, and you don't hit. You don't win. You don't get a Joe Flacco. Right, Flacco won the Super Bowl, so the Ravens gave him a huge contract that, of course, they lived to regret, which is what the Cowboys should not do. They'll probably regret the Zeke Elliott contract. Everybody does on running back. Ask, don't believe me. Ask the Rams. That's the Jets. As you just do. But if I, we do the same argument with LeBron James. Right? Oh, this is leadership. This is leadership. Okay. Well, if, if, if LeBron's leadership is so unspeakably great, if he always makes his team better, what the hell happened last year? You, you can tell me all you want about all the games and the records and how the Lakers played when he did not play, when he was hurt. But when he returned, they lost to the likes of Phoenix, who was terrible. Indy. Dallas. Memphis. The, the bottom of the league. I, I, like, I like congruent arguments. Congruent arguments. I'm okay if you tell me that Dak Prescott is, uh, is responsible for wins more so than stats. I'm okay with that. But when the stats are good and the, and the wins and losses are not, uh, the losses are there, then he has to get, gain that same level of responsibility for the losses. You don't only take credit for the wins. This isn't a political debate, right, where you can go out and say only the positive numbers and not say the negatives. No, that's not how it works. A congruent argument is, hey, look, look, stabilize the quarterback situation. Maybe we didn't handle the leadership this year all that well. Take responsibility for not having a good season. That's on me. I'll take credit for the two great seasons, and I'll take some of the blame for the two disappointing seasons. You, 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 adversity exposes us. And in his second year, Ezekiel Elliott got suspended for six games and the team fell apart. This year, after a 3-0 and start, they hit some adversity. The coaching was called out. He never, 
as as much as Dak is supposed to be a leader, he never put his full weight and support by his head coach. Whether or not you actually support him or not doesn't matter. Somebody asks you, hey, what do you think this could be Jason's last game? No, it's not. Jason Garrett, I mean, even T.O., as big a mess and complete phony as T.O. is, T.O. with the, that's my quarterback, right? At least T.O. had some level of support for his quarterback. That's what the quarterback should do for the coach. But no, he, he's in his feelings that his contract has, that the Cowboys have not bowed to his demands. He doesn't feel like he's at all responsible he feels like he played hurt. This is just a business, I guess. Nobody respects me. He's going to hold that against the Cowboys. When the truth is that as many mistakes as Jerry and Stephen Jones may have made, like giving in to Ezekiel Elliott, this is not a mistake. Letting this thing play out, letting Dak get it. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings pick six app, then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Exposed as an average to above-average quarterback and starting quarterbacks in the NFL is not a bad thing and should help him them financially. Because if you give credit to Dak Prescott for the winning seasons because of his leadership and his intangibles, he has to get credit for the losing seasons for those same level of intangibles or lack thereof as well. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
the college football season, college football playoff begins tomorrow. And been an interesting year. Wasn't hard to pick three of the four teams. And frankly, Oklahoma fell into the committee's lap and it became pretty easy to pick the four teams. Keep it in mind, Oklahoma hasn't won a college football playoff game. Big 12 hasn't because Oklahoma's been their only representative. And whoever got the one seed felt like you got maybe not a bye, right? Jalen Hurts running that offense, running that high-powered offense gives you a shot, but does give you, makes you a prohibitive favorite. Now, LSU's running backs hurt with a hamstring injury, game-time decision. But the, it's, it's interesting. The number one seed has never won this thing. Ever. Okay? Now, we're not talking about 50 years of history. The sample size is not yet a decade old. But the number one seed has never won this thing. Yet, Ohio State and LSU wanted to be number one. Why is that? Is it because they wanted the foam fingers to actually work? We are number one. Is it because they wanted to shot at Oklahoma? Potentially. But by my estimation, it's because they know what we all have forgotten, which is Clemson's just as good as those other teams, if not even better. Remember, they lost seven defensive starters to the NFL. And they, they nearly lost to North Carolina. Mac Brown's first team at North Carolina nearly upset them. It was 21-20, and North Carolina chose to go for two. They didn't get it. Clemson won the game. Since then, against a crummy ACC and one SEC team, they have won by 31, 35, 52, 45, 45, 49, 35, 45. Average margin of victory, I'll do the math for you, 40 two points. And if you want to if you want to say, well, the ACC's down, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The ACC wasn't good last year. Florida State wasn't good last year. Miami, who just lost to Louisiana Tech in the Independence Bowl, wasn't good last year, right? Louisville was terrible. They're decent. Um, Satterfield's their coach. I think he's ACC coach of the year. They had a ton of injuries, specifically at quarterback. They're decent this year. Last year, they were atrocious. Same league. Yet, Clemson won the national title. Right? And, and it wasn't terribly competitive. They were the best team. Now, is some of their personnel different? Okay. But we talk so much about culture. Like, the culture of that place you got dudes that have either been recruited to or been around two championships in three years. So if we're going to hold it against them that they have one game, and look, they didn't try and schedule down. It's not their fault that AM hasn't yet figured it out under Jimbo Fisher. And they play, I think, today in the Texas Bowl. It's coming up in the Texas Bowl. They play Oklahoma State. Maybe that's tomorrow. Um, but, you know, Look, they play Texas A&M. They play South Carolina every year. Like, they don't, they don't shy away from anybody. They won the ACC championship, granted against a Virginia team that was average. It's not their fault. Virginia Tech's been bad. Florida State's been bad. Miami's been bad. Louisville's down. Miami's down. They played. They have kicked everyone's tail in their way. Everyone's. So these two things can both be true, Right? The ACC can be historically down, 
great programs can be historically down. And Clemson can be just as good, if not better, than the other two teams. I mean, they got the only guy to beat Nick Saban, right, as their head coach. And Nick Saban isn't even in this thing. (laughs) They have the same quarterback that everyone was drooling over last year. And the same running back that everybody, Travis Etienne, who everybody's drooling over last year. You know they have dudes and they've been, go back in the recruiting, they got dudes coming out of their ears. What's, what's interesting is, and I think LSU is, LSU is getting so much credit for figuring out that a forward pass actually works, right? Like they go get Joe Brady from the Saints and he's made Joe Burrow into a viable number one overall pick prospect. But like LSU's defense is not what, it has been the SEC wasn't great this year. Nobody holds that against LSU, right? Um, Ohio State's been thoroughly and completely dominant. Thoroughly and completely dominant. I, I find it hard to find fault with, with Ohio State. But they have a coach who, as much as he was groomed under Urban Meyer to do it, he never done it at this level. I dabble... Like, Ryan Day looks like he's going to be the dude. Anointed as... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The next one, and it is fascinating how you have, you know, how you have three of these coaches are guys that were interim guys. And two of them were guys, you know, in Oklahoma and at, at Ohio State that the previous head coach anointed and appointed as their successor, as their heir apparent. But the only guy to actually be there and to do that and to, like, that's Dabo Sweeney. He's got the only quarterback that's played. Well, I guess Jalen Hurts has played in these games. Right? But he's got the only quarterback that's won these. He's the only coach that's coached in and won these, that, that's won in these games. He's got players that have won a national championship. And yet somehow, because they almost lost to North Carolina, they were seen as a team that, ah, they're not as good as their record. Dude, you beat teams in your league by 31, 35, 52, 45, 45, 49, 35, 45. 45 in your conference title game. Like that unheard of utter and sheer dominance. It's really remarkable what we've done to Clemson. We used to, we used to hold Clemsoning against Clemson. That they would, in Clemsoning, and I know Clemson fans, they used to compete with the Florida States of the world or the Miamis of the world or the Virginia Techs of the world, and then they'd lose to, like, NC State. And you're like, what? Or even the national championship year with Deshaun Watson, right? Like, they almost lost to NC State, and they did lose to Pittsburgh at home. Nathan Peterman was the quarterback of Pitt, and they beat Clemson at Clemson. That happened. That's classic, like, Clemsoning. We held that against them way longer than we give them credit for winning two of the— Like, if anything, they should get the benefit of the doubt, which they don't. It's fascinating to me. I believe that LSU and, and Ohio State desperately wanted to be the number one team in the country, not because they wanted the foam finger or because they wanted Oklahoma. They wanted no part— no part of the paw. None. Nor should they. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, 
we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Matt Leinert knows all about it. You'll see him pre, halftime, post, uh, covering college football, covering the uh, the Holiday Bowl, the USC Legend Heisman Trophy winner, national champion quarterback. What? what, <laughs> what this is a hard one because anyone who's in Los Angeles knows the SC thing is wild. Like everyone right. thought Clay Helton was done. They hire a new AD. Yep. He doesn't lose a game since they hired a new AD. There's talk of them reaching out to another coach. <laughs> Now he's still the head coach, and they really struggle in terms of recruiting. What's your assessment of the current state of SC's program? It, it's 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 unacceptable as far as recruiting, I think. And I, and I went on Twitter and 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 I said that. And uh, you look at the last couple years, and and I think Clay Helton's a really good football coach. He's won a lot of games, and he brought he brought stability to USC amongst the sanctions and and talk about some of the previous coaches. He's brought stability. Um, he's created his own type of culture there. Um, but at the end of the day, I still think the expectation of USC's championships. And, and listen, we were winning national championships a decade ago. It's right there. You know, like it wasn't 50 years ago. Um, we were winning championships, Rose Bowls, national championships in the mid-2000s. Um, and that's what USC expects. And that's what the fan base and the alumni expect. And uh, when you look at the recruiting and you have to recruit players, develop players to build championship teams, sure. obviously, right? And you look at the fact that they were dead last in the Pac-12 this year. I mean, Doug, dead last, Oregon State. Some of these teams are ahead of USC in recruiting, which is crazy. We're talking about football. Yes. And, and, and any and, sport, but foot, football but, for and, and Oregon listen. State and Washington State, you know, and like Washington goes through a coaching change. To go through, like, I, I, I get you're not Cal gonna you're not gonna Stanford. hit on every the top twenty five oh, okay. players in here, California here, left. Here would the be state. my pushback, and I I actually totally respect what you and Reggie have to go through because anytime I was ever critical of Oklahoma State, like you, you they people will criticize you as disloyal. Right. Whereas I almost think it's now like if you were to support Clay, there's so much anti Clay sentiment <laughs> that you would be seen as disloyal if you're like, look, I actually think he's a good dude. Um, but didn't USC do this to themselves because he was left there hanging, right? And because there was so much talk of a coaching change, right. it's really hard to get guys. Like, they did get Bryce, um, 
Uh, what's the kid? Bryce from, Young. Bright, they did get Bryce Young. Then he decommitted because it was so bad midseason. And, and that and that's listen. Anytime there's instability at the head coaching, every year is he gone? Is he fired? Is he yes. going to stay? Yeah, of course that doesn't help recruiting. I get that. And a lot of people. Well, I talk to a lot of USC fans, either Twitter or, or walking around the town. They just don't get it because they just want to win, right. and, and they're tired of the same story. And and I understand that. But um, yeah, listen. It, but. He has had some stability to some degree. Um, he has recruited pretty well the last couple of years. But this year, it, it's just to me, it's just like, how do you miss out on all of the top players here in your backyard who oh. it, it's still it's still USC and USC no longer back in my day. And, and Pete was great. And we had Ogeron. We had we had great recruiters some of the best still in college football. Um, it, it was USC sold itself, but you also had recruiters out there saying, come to USC, we're going to win championships, and we believed it. They don't have that now. And the fact that they're not winning championships, you got to go out there and you got to be tenacious in recruiting. And you cannot let these top players 20 miles away from campus, 10 miles away from campus, modern day, Bosco, I mean, the two of the top powerhouses in high school football, and all those kids are leaving. And you talk about the two top quarterbacks in, in high school football at modern day and Bosco, Clemson and Alabama. And I was reading, you know, with the early signing day, I was reading all the, watching the videos of these recruits and stuff. And the Bosco quarterback wears number five because of Reggie Bush. And he loved USC growing up, but USC didn't recruit him. I mean, I, that, that to me, it's like. Well, they, but they also remember they had, but they had Bryce, right? Like this is, this well, is the problem. They, they had, they now, had. Now, when, when you were there, I remember when you won the job and you won the job because you guys, I, didn't you beat Alabama first game of the season? Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Okay, but you were still battling with like four other. Dudes. Oh yeah, I was. I was Pete Carroll before the opener, and Auburn was. Yeah, we're gonna go with Liners as a starter, but he basically said you're you're etched in sand. Like this isn't you know you got to go out and prove it. So, that's, that's, it, <laughs> it, it is. But that's. But again, this is where it has changed in college football, where you know when you when you get one stud quarterback for Southern California, you don't you don't even need to go and call and recruit the other well, kid because you're not going to get him. And and. Slovis, by the way, is a stud at USC. So, yeah. like, I get it. I, I'm just, I'm just saying in general, like, to build a championship no, team, yeah. you have to build depth. You, you can't be. You're not. You're not recruiting on need. You're, you're recruiting great players. This isn't. This isn't Bill Belichick for the Patriots who recruit, who draft what they need, not necessarily the best player available. You go out and you go build your team through these high school recruits, and you have to dominate your backyard before you go to the south and to the east and to the Midwest, and they just aren't doing that. And Oregon's doing that. Oregon, Mario Cristobal is coming down here, and he's taking all the best players, and that's why you see Oregon kind of slowly going like this. I, I also think, and look, I know they've redone the Coliseum, which they now own, right. and there's great facilities on campus, but when you go to college towns, if you're from Southern California and you haven't been on an airplane to college football, you're like blown away. <laughs> it's so you're, different. You're like blown yeah. away because that's all they got, right? Whereas in LA, now you have Rams, now you have Chargers, you have Lakers, you got Dodgers, you got soccer, you got other things. And it does, even if there are the same or more resources put into USC football than there are to other programs, it doesn't seem the same because there's so many other things going it, it, on. It is. And, and again, when we were there, we didn't have the NFL. Right. Um, you know, you had the Lakers. It was kind of, it was the post-Kobe Shaq era. Um, the Dodgers. Oh, you guys were the biggest it, show. It was the biggest show, but we also won and you recruited. And, and winning, listen, when you win and you win some championships, kids want to come. They just do. Uh, you still, LA is still, 
weather, palm trees, Hollywood, West Coast. The Coliseum looks beautiful. I think they did a great job. Um, it's still the brand, but it's you just can't say that. And you got to go out there and you got to you got to prove to these kids. These kids now, like social media, these kids are a lot smarter than they think. But they're they're they have more access, so it's a lot harder, I think, to recruit because everything is just given to them at such an early age. It's a different time, but but it's still not an excuse. It's still USC football. You're still you're still and the Pac-12. It's not like the Pac-12 is a great. It's not you know. It's still USC was one game away this year from going to a Pac-12 championship if Utah were to lose in the last month. I mean, at eight and four, so still winnable. Matt Matt Leiner joining us, Fox Sports College Football Analyst, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion at SC, seven years in the National Football League, drafted number ten overall with the Arizona Cardinals. What's your reaction? Your honest reaction to Ed Orgeron's success? Um, I'm I am so happy for him. Um, he, uh, we actually, I actually did a FaceTime with him last week for our show, our preview show, our, our playoff preview show. He, when I go back to USC, he was a great coach. He was a D, our D line coach, right. um, and the same guy that you see in these interviews and the voice and the emotion. Um, he was that guy. He was younger. I think a little more immature um, in, in a way, but. To see his success and how much he loves that team, he loved his players. He always loved his players. Now, now was that did he he left and went to Ole Miss as the head? He left in, so in 04, So we were playing Oklahoma in the national championship game, and he had taken the Ole Miss job, and he coached the Orange Bowl, and then he left, um, and then you know didn't have much success there, and then uh, I'm, I'm forgetting where. Oh, then he went back to USC, right. and then he you know he had that. Then he was great, the interim coach. He was the interim coach and won like six games in a row or whatever it was, and then. They didn't hire him. And to me, like, look, I think at the time it, it would have been an emotional hire. And I get everyone is like, oh, what if we had Coach O? What if we have Coach O? Things happen for a reason. You know, we just don't know. But his success, he's in he's in the best place for him. He's, he's a Louisiana guy. Um, yeah, it's a great fit. It's a great fit. And I'm so, honestly, I'm so happy for him. I'm proud of him. Um, and, uh, you know, we had some great years together at USC. Here's what's interesting is people forget their offense was such a mess when he first got there, right? And then he actually took over some of the play calling, and it was even worse. Well, here's the great thing about Coach O is is he understands his role. And by, by the way, he's the head coach. And, right. and trust me, he's a, probably the best motivator in college football. But he went out and got Dave Aranda a couple years ago, who's a great defensive coordinator. And then Joe Brady, right, come this whole passing game coordinator. And they just he just said, hey, we have to adapt in the SEC because Alabama's here. Uh, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's up here. And we got to go out there because LSU has always had talent. They've always had the players, the athletes. They just hadn't had the offense that really had caught up to the times. And I give him a That's why he's great. I give him a lot of credit. He just said, you know what? This is what we need to do. We have to change our philosophy, and look what happened. Yeah, I and mean, remember, when he first got there, he hired Matt Canada, yeah. who was you know, at Pittsburgh, and they had all these shifts, and it was like, you know, they were the team that beat Clemson th- at Clemson. Think about the receivers that they had oh. that you don't, that, that you, Landry, Beckham, all these guys, and you're thinking, like, you don't even really remember them in college. No. Right? It's right. crazy. And because of the type of systems they played, and now you got, you know, Chase and Jefferson, these Joe Burrow wins a Heisman, and now it's like the, the greatest show on turf. It's great, and it's fun to watch. Burrow or Tua? Um, assuming to his hips, okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming I, I I go Burrow. I think I think Tua. It's just it's it's high risk, high reward with him. Just the injuries. I mean, you know, listen, I I played in the NFL. I had a lot of injuries. He's not the biggest guy. I love him, by the way. I think he's he's extremely talented. But coming back from that, and then prior to that, the ankles and everything. It's just the durability issue is a real question for me. 
Um, it'll be very interesting to see where he gets drafted. Um, I still think he'll go first round because I think he's that talented. When I look at Joe Burrow, uh, it's such a crazy story. I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest probably transformations in, in, in God, I, I can't remember how long in college football. And every time I watch him play and the system helps and all of that and the receivers he's playing with, but he's a great athlete. I think he was an all-state basketball player in high school. You know, Urban Meyer always tells stories of just how competitive he was in, in, in multiple sports. And I love that. You know, I think that doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he's a winner. He's a competitor. It didn't work out for him at Ohio State. He never gave up. And now he's a Heisman Trophy winner and he's probably the number one pick. I think he's got all the tools. Um, he may not test the greatest. Like he's not going to throw like Josh Allen or he's not going to run like Lamar Jackson. But you can't, you know, you can't teach that. And he's skilled. Like he's a skilled player. So uh, I, I think he's a safer pick right now. And he's a good player. Clemson, Ohio State. I, I made the, the case earlier in the show that, look, I get the ACC is down. I get it. I'm with you, I think. Okay, yeah. and, I, and I get that they almost lost to North Carolina. North Carolina's not very good. But after that, they figured it out, and they're just kicking everybody's ass. And they still have the same quarterback, who everybody was drooling over last year. Yep. They still got the same coach. And you know they're Clemson, and they got dudes, right? Um, I, I, feel, I feel like Ohio State and LSU wanted to be number one because they didn't want to play Clemson. Absolutely. So how does Ohio State – who is immensely talented, how do they match up with Clemson? <clears throat> I think this is a great match. I think this is... By the way, we're both battling, and many of you at I, home I'm are, coughing. I'm trying not to cough. It, I it, should it, have it, some water. I, I got it from my... I get, to get a drink of water. I got it from my... One of my kids, the Petri Dish kids. It starts <laughs> as a fever, and I never got the fever, and then it works to a cough, and the cough lasts God, I've an had the cough for, amount of time. For two weeks, man. Yeah, it's, it's really... If you sound like... Um, you, yes. Anyway, well, for, first of all, the whole... Real quick, the, the ACC narrative... Like Clemson is one of the best. They're great. The ACC can stink, and, and Clemson I can be great. These they, two things can yes, coexist. They can coexist, and I don't care that they had one. They had one tough game. Like, like you know how hard it is to win every. I mean, they haven't. They haven't they lost. Do, people two, don't. You yeah, do. I how do. Hard so is it? it's really hard. Okay. <laughs> it's really hard. And then the expectation and and but you said it. Look, they have a championship quarterback who's great. They got a championship coaching staff, and they got champion. I think forty six players. Um, from last year's team, were in the won a national championship. Right. That ex experience matters in the playoff. This matchup is phenomenal uh, to me. I look, I think LSU is still there. I think Ohio State and Clemson are the two mo best complete teams in America. I really believe that. Um, I like I like Clemson. I, I really do. I, I think I think they match up well on both sides of the ball. Um, I think Ohio State defensively hasn't played an offense like Clemson, a quarterback and those receivers. Um, and Brent Venables, the defense quarter for Clemson is phenomenal. Uh, but, but listen, this game could go there. I mean, Ohio State, we, we went to Ohio State. We covered them all year. Those are dudes too now. Like Chase Young is a guy. Justin Fields is phenomenal. Dobbins. This matchup, this matchup is, I think, the best matchup we've seen. You know, Clemson-Bama, those, those title games have been great. But this is a great semifinal matchup. I like Clemson. I think the experience, and I, I just don't buy into, well, they haven't really been tested. This is a championship team. The league's changed so much since, since uh, you were drafted. Um, I want, did you know, you know who the last left-handed passer to throw a touchdown pass in the NFL is? <sighs> I'd say he Cal wasn't a quarterback. He wasn't a quarterback. I was no. going to say Kellen Moore was probably the last Ke one. Kellen Moore, I believe, was the last quarterback. Um, Des Bryant. Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't it crazy? Yes. Why? Is it, is it the baseball thing? Do all lefties I, I play baseball? I think it's the baseball. I, I, think, I think at an early age, and I was a baseball player, yeah. I think at an early age, if you're left-handed, and I think it's smart, 
and it has nothing to do with like the the spin comes out the playbook the playbook is a, is a little bit of an issue because I remember in Houston Kubiak had never had a lefty quarterback and he was like you know listen coaches you're paid to do you no, figure it out it's, it's a playbook but it's, but it's different but it's different you had to figure out like okay hey we have to call this it's just different but I, I really think that lefties and parents are putting their their left-handed kids in baseball to be pitching I, I really do that's a big deal and um, because I mean left-handed pitchers man they're rare and I got a, I got a left-handed pitcher. He's my 401k. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, it's it's a bizarre. It's like one of those things. I actually did a story. Someone did a story on that last year, and they and they asked me questions. I'm like, honestly, I think it's baseball. It's just there's not as many of us playing football. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's strange. Um, Tua is going to be the next one. He is going to be the next one. It is. It's fascinating. Um, I've watched Kyler with the Cardinals, right? And I was a little bit of a skeptic of whether or not Cliff's system would work. And he's kind of adapted to running the football a lot yeah. and actually running it pretty well. He was under such duress early. Am I crazy to watch Kyler and Baker play and go like, Kyler's a way, he's got way more longevity in this league than, than Baker. Is that crazy? Uh, I don't think it's crazy. I think, look, I think the system and Cliff, I mean, again, I was, I, I'm friends with Cliff. I like him. I think we we're all skeptical. It's like, how is this going to work in the NFL? Um, it's all of, it's it's about coaching and it's all about system. It's all about the players around you. And when I look at Cleveland, great players. I mean, listen, but it's a little bit toxic there. I think a little bit's an understatement. Um, I don't know how great of the coaching staff is there building. I think Baker's a really good player. I think he's talented. I think he proved that last year. Um, but to me, Cliff is a really great play caller. He's a great offensive mind, and and Kyler fits that system really well. And um, I watched Kyler play a lot this year, and, and I watched him play last year. I was like, I don't care that he's 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, the kid is really talented. He's special. He's a great thrower. He really is. And when you have a coach that just says, all right, this is what I have. I'm going to put him in a, in a system to be successful. Listen, you're going to have success. I, I think, I mean, look, Cleveland, it, it's an interesting – It's it's – it's so toxic there every from above all the way down to the team and, and the distractions. That is really tough. And Baker's a big personality. It's very tough to win then and have success as a quarterback that way. How, how important is it in terms of head coaching, ownership, front office? Because we've, we've talked a lot about that with, with Dak Prescott. Right. Having played the position, started in the National Football League, how much does that affect it your is, job performance? It is, it is so important from the top when you have ownership and you have general managers – that just hey want to win they care about their team they're going to pay their players hey we're going to we're going to hey coach go get the players let's go build this team together there's a lot of egos as you know in professional sports especially football and to me and look my career didn't work out i get it but i played in different systems and when i when i was in houston much different than arizona it wasn't a system wasn't a coach that we really get along a public record but in in kubiak system which is Kyle Shanahan which is what Jimmy Garoppolo is working which is what was in Washington for a long time under Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan. And that system, like, I love, man. I th actually, I, I got better in my mid-years in the NFL, then I got hurt, but I felt better because right. of the system. And they said, this is what you can do to be successful. And, and when you have a coach that can do that, and that's why I think Jimmy Garoppolo is having success. That's why I think, you look at Jared Goff, who I'm a fan of Jared Goff. You look at from what Jeff Fisher to McVeigh. I mean, look at this success. And I know this year has been kind of a different year, but when you got a coach that understands your skill set and puts you in a situation to be successful, uh, a lot of guys are going to thrive. All right, last thing. I've never asked you this, but I'm going to ask you it. USC, Texas, fourth and one. <laughs> Lendale White's behind you. Reggie Bush is on the sideline. Okay. 
Okay. If you could go back, you could go back. What would you do differently? Lane called the play, right? Um, yeah, but Lane and Sark probably called the play. Okay. What was the play Pete called? By, by the way, Pete Carroll had a had a, had a well, hand. He had, he had the headset on at fourth and one. He had, yeah, he had the headset on. All right, it was so like he was Brady Hoke. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna I'll say this. Um, yeah, this hindsight for, for people don't remember. For people remember, everyone remembers Vince Young going in the end zone, but USC had the ball. Right. Oh, we were driving, and it was fourth and fourth and a long one, on like. I think their 40-yard line going in right, right around midfield, but we crossed the 50, and we were not getting the ball back to Vince Young. We were going for it always. Right. So uh, real quick, we had ran power, right, 26-27 power, which is just kind of man-on-man right up the gut, and we had gashed them probably four or five times in that game, like for eight yards of carry. I'm not kidding you. Like we ran power right up their butt. Yeah, like, people forget how good and, Lendell White was. Oh, and Lendell was – and it was with Lendell White because right. he was phenomenal. And, uh, and so – Fourth and one, we trusted all game. And, and I, the call I like, I got to be honest with you, I don't remember, it's so funny, I don't remember not seeing Reggie in the huddle. I just, you know, you're in the moment. It's like, you know, you're just like, all right, fourth and one, let's do it. We, we get this yard. Do you we remember win what you said? Do you remember, what, what, what's the play call when it comes in? The play, the play call, I'm probably wrong, but it was, it was, clo- it was probably eye right tight, literally 26 power. Because it was, we had double tight ends in. It was, it was all our bigs are in yeah, a fullback, jum- and it was jumbo package. It was jumbo package. It was right up the a gap to the right side, the even, the even numbers to the right, odds to the left, and and we had ran that same play by three or four times for a lot of yards, um, and and I had no problem with it. Fourth and one. I mean, what what do you toss to Reggie outside and hope he gets to the outside? Like I get it. Like I understand you have him on the field at least to be a decoy, but to get one yard and. The fact that you were physically, really physically dominating them pretty much all game up front. Great team, great defense. I don't have a problem with the call. I think hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, if you go back, there's a lot of hidden plays, and I've I've said this. I went forward on a, on a quarterback sneak in the second quarter on like our twenty five yard line going in. We could have kicked a field goal on fourth down, and I went for it and I got stuffed. I should have called. Like I literally, to me, it's like the pick I threw in that play are the two plays in my mind that like. I think I cost us the game, right? right. Like I should, I should have called the time. So there's all, the yeah. There's a handful of plays. <laughs> there's, a, there's a handful of plays in there. So all the the USC fans, I, I tell you, I get that question. Why wasn't Reggie in the game? You know, like I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I just, like, I just, we should have got a yard, and we would have won the game. I, I know. Okay, so here's the, here's the follow up to that. Thing. All right, what is it like though? Because the week leading up to that, the talk was you guys are the greatest right. team of all time. You won two national championships. They can't take that away. Right. <clears throat> but to go from that to, oh, it's Vince Young. Right. W- what is that like? I mean, now you're in the media to go from maybe greatest team of all time to you lose on an unbelievable against an unbelievable player. One score game. Oh, yeah. Which you could have won the game to where now all of a sudden you're not necessarily mentioned as the greatest team. Of all you know, time. it's it's strange that that it was it was well, we weren't used to losing. You know, we lost. That was the second game we lost in three years. Um, and. It was always a lot of what ifs, you know. If we would have won that game, three-time national champ, which has never been done, to to maybe go down as one of the best teams, if not the best team of all time, um, the players we had on that team, the I mean, just phenomenal, the coaching staff, and that, I, it's I've I've gotten over it in my time, but that game hurt for a long time. Losses hurt uh, more than lo- the wins. Losses good. hurt more than wins because of what was at stake. And I'll tell you what, Doug, like, like the emotions of that season, and that's why I always credit, like, Clemson. I credit Florida State, Jameis Winston, a handful of years ago when they were – everyone was dogging them for, like, oh, they don't look good this year. Like, it is so – it is an emotional, mental grind to, 
to be on top. And people are like, oh, it's not, it's just hard to stay on top. Like people, that's why I like Saban in Alabama. I just give them credit. It's like, dude, it is really hard to win every single game in college football. And I just remember after that game, like it was just like, man, it was like an emotional letdown. It was like we built so to play in that. That's like like why I came back to school. Like, yeah, I wanted to be with my teammates. I wanted to win another championship. And um, to ha- to see it when you had that game in control with six minutes left, and and Vince Young, I, I still think one of the best players of all time in college football. Just to let it it slip away when you had the plays and like you just God, you go back. It, it's it's still tough now. It's easier because it's just like it is what it is. But that was tough, man, for a long time. We'll see you on the TV side. Thanks yeah. so much for joining right, us. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Matt Leinert, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. At CDW, we get sometimes your teams have to be in two places at once. Uh, tell me about it. Our team lead needs to be at a wedding this weekend, but the big presentation is on Monday. No need to panic. CDW experts can help you implement Citrix Workspace. It allows secure access to desktops from any device. Management is easy, and everyone in your office can stay close to their files and apps, even during the cha-cha slide. We'll talk about having your cake. And eating it, too. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash citrix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.